G'day and welcome to Turning Your Cruising Dreams into Reality podcasts. I'm Jackie Parry and it's good to have your company. Today I am going to tell you a story that my husband Noel Parry wrote. It is about the time he worked in a brothel in Barbados and this is linked to boating. It's his story but I'm going to read it for you today. And it's a well-known saying that cruising is just boat repairs in exotic places. But Noel gave these words a whole new meaning when he needed to build a dinghy on a shoestring in Barbados and chose the backyard of a bordello to do it in. This episode is brought to you by Pantenius Yacht Insurance. We've made it across the Atlantic to Barbados, arriving just in time for celebrating New Year's Eve. Two weeks later, Den, my Dutch friend, and I are still hard at it every day in a Bridgetown brothel. There's not much privacy either. We work at the rear of the establishment in an open shed, exposed to the derisive laughter and unasked for advice from the local Cajuns. Hey man, what you doing? Well, good day. We're making a little dinghy. Our laid-back accents are almost vying for the horizontal. Oh, you making a little boat for the big boat? That's good. Hey man, you gonna fiberglass that thing? This is the basic conversation repeated on the hour with each new smiling face. As our cupboard bread collection of materials begrudgingly transforms itself into an object of nautical symmetry, the laughter increases. What I look upon as fine lines, the locals view as a receptacle for ice and cold beer. If only we would fiberglass that ding man. The head honcho of the establishment is very accommodating has made us feel welcome and seems to run the joint at the command of the boss lady. Mr Honcho stands 190 centimetres, that's six foot three in the old money, is solid and has a flashy smile that should be fronting a toothpaste advert, dripping gold from his wrists, neck, ears and even his mouth. I swear he's a walking doubloon. He makes me squint And when he starts laughing, I slip on the sunnies. The red bandana on his cannonball head, the vivid shirt and baggy trousers neatly round off the whole Pirates of Penzance performance. As he swaggers over, he murmurs, You don't want to laugh with them occasions, mon. All they want to do is steal your tools, rape your wife and then kill you. As he is Cajun himself, I return to work wondering whether to laugh or take note. We're having a party this Saturday, our host continues, celebrating a return to work for disjoint. We've been closed a year since that murder that night. You guys will be finished by then, won't you? At this point, I take note. No worries. I reply, gazing at our two made-up frames and sheets of furniture grey ply. We'll be out of here by Friday, though. 
Deciding to build a replacement for our smashed dinghy Penguin Jack, sourcing materials and finding a building site took a week. A week of bus rides complete with Bob Marley blasting through the speakers, pounding our ears. The driver dancing in his seat, chatting with his mates, while scattering pedestrians, all with his right foot firmly on the pedal. It took a week of relying on our good friends Den and Tash from the mighty sailing vessel Frodo to be our taxi to and from shore several times a day. It was Tash who bravely asked the woman behind the three metre corrugated iron fence and barbed wire whether we could use the shed out back. Mrs Barclay was most obliging, letting us leave our tools locked away in her hallway. Mrs Barclay, as we soon found out, was the Madame. On entering the yard one morning, I found one of the girls, all 15 stone of her, sitting stark naked on a stall, all limbs akimbo and being hosed down by another woman, similarly clad. I did not know where to look, so I thought I would stare at one of the stenciled signs indicating that no credit is given and that guns are forbidden. For three days we cut out frames trying to bend Honduras pine stringers into something resembling a boat frame. Honduras pine looks like radiata pine without the knots. It has greater density and therefore more weight. Its oily feel, I thought, indicated longevity and resistance to rot. What I failed to notice until much later was its natural abhorrence to being bent. Crossing the Atlantic only two weeks previously, I had had images of coral sands, palm trees, scantily dressed women and pina coladas. I had the images right, except that instead of a deck chair and a cool drink, I had a workbench and a screwdriver. Cruising reality was a hot tin roof, sawdust, tramping miles carrying or looking for supplies and a shimmering crime lord as custodian to all my worldly tools of trade. What went wrong? The fateful night. We almost stayed on board that night because the swell was swallowing the concrete jetty each time we tried to land. We were about to return for a rave up on Mariah, i.e. a tinder meal and our favourite book, when our American friends, Roy and Chris from the Catamaran Soulmates, suggested we tie up to their dinghy. It's anchored off as well as tied, so it'll be fine, they called. Their four-metre hard-bottom runabout appeared to be sitting comfortably as Mariah too out at anchor. So what could go wrong? Leaving our tender, a timber sabo sailing skiff, unattended on the oft-infamous night of December 31st, proved the adage, successful cruising is a matter of continual awareness. Sitting at a beach bar, boasting about crossing oceans to the only people who would listen, other cruisers, was not awareness. With my back firmly placed to the worrying scene of two dinghies porpoising in their attempts to ride the increasing swell, I figured the ostrich theory would work. The result answered the question. The concrete wharf ripped the large sturdy runabout to shreds as if it were paper thin and its 15 horsepower outboard dragged what remained of the planing hull into the depths of swelling sands and coral sea. 
our beloved servant from Australia, Penguin Jack, a.k.a. PJ, was shattered and we sadly watched the remnants float off in the moonlight. We stood on the jetty with moist eyes and wished one another an ironic, happy new year. We piled in our Dutch friend's dinghy, headed for soulmates and dutifully awaited midnight. We soberly repeated our happy new years and good nights. Then I remembered PJ's gone. Thus began the first of the many pleas. Give us a lift, mate. Our American friends purchase a brand new dinghy while we do battle with furniture, timber, nails and glue. Two weeks later, on the promised Friday Arvo, we launched PJ2 as the sun set. It had been a frantic, albeit interesting time. PJ2, built in Barbados in a brothel, is unique. Wherever we go, people point and stare and the odd snort of laughter can be heard. Children say, I want one. I think it's the green fenders made from swimming floats that turn their eye. But we have the last laugh. Each year, many shiny new dinghies are stolen in the Caribbean, which causes heartache and drama that we know too well. Providing the glue holds and the timber stays in one piece, PJ will see us home. I do hope you enjoyed Noel's story. It was quite an adventure and sometimes a fair bit more vivid than what he wrote about. As for me, I used to swim ashore with a dry bag. Um, I used a grab bag and I'd swim ashore taking the boys lunch every day and giving them a hand. If you'd like to read this story and see some of the photos, especially of the characters we met, head on over to Sistership Training and click on media. There's lots of other things to read and listen to there as well. Thanks very much for joining me again today. I wish you safe sailing.